You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you so much for joining me for another incredible conversation here in the African Father in America podcast. I am really excited to be back uh, with uh, this is episode 318 and we took a long break and I'm so excited that you know we are not only back but we are back with a really special guest. Uh, my guest today is a wonderful uh, athlete Gloria Andrea who is going to be you know chatting with us. This is the first show of 2023 you know. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday celebration and uh, that you took good care of yourself, you know. Um, I want to welcome everyone who is joining us uh, on uh, Clubhouse. We are live streaming on YouTube and I want to encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't. And also make sure you like and comment on today's video so that we can know what you're thinking. But also it's important uh, YouTube algorithm values comments and likes so that's one of the ways that you can support this incredible show so today as usual we are here with another amazing african proverb and our proverb today comes all the way from namibia and uh, what the proverb says is that um, look at your child to see his questions before he asks them look at your child to see his questions before he asks them. That is our proverb for today. And, um, you know, uh, I'm a parent, and as, as many parents who are probably watching this um, know, it's always difficult to read your children unless you take time to observe your children and really understand what they're trying to communicate to you. Sometimes they don't even have to tell you something. You just have to see their behavior. You just have to see how they are answering you. Uh, and with that, with that, whether they are eating or not, whether they are sleeping well or not, you can just tell by observation, you know. And uh, this proverb is reminding us the value of as parents why it's important to be observant of our children and to be proactive in listening to them in a way that we know their needs before it's too late you know the other day i was watching a documentary a bbc documentary about why kenyan uh, high school students are burning schools over the last 10 years there has been a huge increase in the number of schools that are being burned down by high school uh, children and they were talking about why they do this and a lot of it is in this proverb a lot of the answers are found in this proverb and one of the things that some of these uh, students were saying is that they want somebody to listen they want their parents to listen they want their teachers to listen and uh, you know i want you to take this uh, proverb and also take that as an example of uh, really what this proverb is saying but I want to quickly share with you three nuggets of wisdom and then after that we are going to listen to Gloria's own interpretation of this proverb and then after that you will be able to learn a little more about Gloria's story uh, you know what is it that came from her childhood that inspires 
the athleticism that uh, that she has now and Gloria is an award-winning athlete so we are going to learn a lot about her you know her, her her story in that regard and then towards the end of the show we are going to uh, create space for Gloria to share with us how you can all support her and of course uh, we want to invite you to join us on the stage whenever you have a moment uh, so that you can also contribute your own perspectives to today's conversation. So, B Gloria, before I go too far, I just want you to go ahead and say hello, and then after that I'll share the three nuggets of wisdom and give you space to talk about today's proverb briefly. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Well, good morning, everyone, and um, thank you so much for having me uh, on this platform, uh, Brother Simon. Um, uh, I think it's a great way for me to kickstart my new year and, you know, what's a better way than, um, sharing, uh, that's kind of been one of my biggest challenges, you know, being, um, at the front of cameras and just speaking openly, you know, and, and it has a lot to do with my background and upbringing, but we'll get into that maybe in another topic day. But my name is Gloria Andrea, and I currently live in Seattle, Washington. I am a amateur level bodybuilder and uh, pursuing, um, you know, my career in bodybuilder to become an elite athlete. Uh, so that is what's in the um, what's in the store for me in this next in this next year. So we're already in 2023. So. Uh, I've have I have a couple of shows already picked and ready to go, um, and yeah, that's where I'm I'm at as an athlete right now. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thank you again, Gloria, for making the time. Uh, for those who are you know listening in on Clubhouse, I just pinned the link to the YouTube live stream at the top of the room so that you can join us on YouTube. Uh, and uh, remember again to like, comment, and share today's video. Now, when you think about this proverb, uh, and again, I can't wait to hear more about your story, Gloria. There's just so much that uh, goes into the work of being a bodybuilder. Uh, and also, in the midst of that, still being an African immigrant living in Seattle. So there are so many layers, uh, and you have to really um, fight against so many things in order for you to be successful. So I really... Uh, I'm proud of you, and uh, I want to talk more in a moment. But for uh, the the three nuggets of wisdom, uh, here they are. Uh, and these are inspired by this Namibian proverb. The proverb says that, look at your child to see his questions before he asks them. The first nugget of wisdom says that, pay attention to your child in order to anticipate potential issues before the, they arise. Don't wait until uh, you, you can't control your child. You know, there's an elder here in the African community in Seattle that always tells me that raise your child when they're raisable. So uh, this is exactly what this proverb is telling us. You know, always anticipate issues before they come up. And then number two, create an environment that uh, fosters curiosity and encourages exploration, you know. Um, this is hard, you know, sometimes as a parent, I feel like I can become very boring. We can have a very set routine and, 
I ran out of ideas, you know. So sometimes you could even ask your own children, what is it that they want to do, you know? What ideas do they have? What stories do they want to explore, you know? They are very smart. And then number three, remember that effective parenting often involves listening and providing support rather than offering direct answers, you know? And this is also where our African proverbs go a long way, you know? Uh, I remember my mother, she never used to give me direct answers. She used to answer in African proverbs, and that allows you to think, you know? And that's why I value bringing the African proverbs here as part of the show. And, um, you know, since 2020, we've been sharing these beautiful African proverbs every day. And uh, I encourage you to go back and look at some of the previous episodes and explore some of the content that we have across social media uh, in order for you to get some of the nuggets. But the beautiful thing is the whole month of January, we are going to be sharing proverbs that are related to parenting and uh, just how can you support your children through ancestral wisdom from our African ancestors. So um, now that I've shared these three nuggets of wisdom, I want to go deeper into my conversation with Gloria Andrea, who is here with me in a very early morning conversation. Uh, you know, it's it's beautiful that we are we are up and ready January second. You know, <laughs> yes, so Gloria, indeed. when you think about this proverb yourself, you know. Uh, the Namibian proverb that says, look at your child to see his questions before he asks them. What is it that comes to your mind? Talk to us. Yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a say that really made me like uh, think really deeply, you know. Um, I'm not a parent, so I don't have the, the, the I guess, broad... Um, experience and understanding of parenting. Uh, however, you know, being raised with a single parent, uh, we had to kind of chip in a really early age and help out. Um, we're, we have a big gap between my younger siblings. So I feel like I started parenting, co-parenting a very early age, helping my mom, you know, while while you know she goes out there and work and make sure that we have a roof on top of our head and have food at the end of the day um but i think the 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 say it's it it's it's something that i think a lot of african parents and that's just speaking from what i am preview to uh, i think some have have struggled with and this is this is what i'm saying uh, the way we're brought up, you know, as a child, there's certain things you don't question or doubt when you're told, you know, so a lot of times that kind of raises fear to speak up openly or bring up maybe topics that you don't necessarily feel comfortable or encouraged to discuss, you know, so kind of like fear, you know, sometimes when, when you notice you're your child, well, for my example is my siblings, when they do something that, you know, they're already told not to do, you notice there's a fear before they start to speak, you know? So I feel like when you kind of pay attention to the body language, you, you see that, you know, if they feel safe and confident to like approach 
or if they feel um, discouraged and maybe afraid. And I think if you pay attention to that, you're able to kind of draw or cancel out. If it's the fear, cancel the fear out. And if they're, you know, excited, kind of encourage the excitement and, you know, um, make make it a safe space. That's really what it is in the end of the day is, um, is um, making making it making them feel safe to continue with whatever it is in their mind. Um, I think that's what that means <laughs> to me. Oh, that's beautiful. I agree. I agree. Creating a safe yeah. space is. I, I feel that it's not just important for children, but even for us as adults, even even couples, you know, partners in relationships, you know, it's always important to create an environment where people want to engage with you. And with children, it's even more important because uh, once they have an experience where they don't feel, um, they don't feel safe, they can't speak up, they can't engage. So I really appreciate your contributions. Now, um, I want to I want to go even further, Gloria, and now explore your own story. You know, uh, when people see successful athletes um, like yourself, they don't really go back into where did Gloria start this journey, you know, and what is it that drives Gloria to continue doing this incredible work? It's hard. It's hard to uh, be disciplined uh work out consistently uh you know get the right diet get the right people around you that will encourage you to continue pursuing your dreams so i want you to go back and share with us a story from your childhood uh that really inspires who you are today when you look back every day before you hit the gym uh, what is it that comes up for you that you know that just keeps you smiling and keeps you working hard and keeps you reminding yourself that, you know, this is the path that I need to keep taking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's funny you say that because it, it's as simple as a lot of athletes make it seem. It, it definitely takes a lot um, to, to pursue these type of dreams and goals. And especially when, um, you know, you're past certain age bracket. So just, just to kind of put it out there, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm on my, you know, late thirties. So I am starting this journey a little bit later than most athletes. Um, but that's kind of like, I think the advantage, uh, the advantages for me as an athlete. Um, so, um, a little bit of kind of like a child's story that continues to inspire me is that there was one point, so, you know, growing up in South Sudan, uh, as most of you guys may know, there's always been, you know, a civil war there. So it's not the most, um, the, the best country uh, out there. And there's always been struggles and my people faced a lot of struggles that they still continue to face till this day. Um, so my mom kind of had a pretty good life, but also she had a pretty hard ones. And we've 
endured all of it. So one of the moments that always stick with me is one of the hard moments. And it might seem hard to a lot of people, but honestly, I think that was the most joyful childhood memories that I have. And that's when we had nothing. Um, there was a one point my mom lost her job or, you know, the the financial income that was coming in. And we found ourselves pretty much dirt poor to a point where we don't even have food to eat, where we have to go ask neighbors for uh, food scraps to kind of like make up things to eat. Um, and some of those nights, you know, the neighbors didn't have the scraps to give us. So we had to go to bed without food, you know. Um, but what I remember from those days is that my mom, you know, will find a way to come up with the scraps. And if she doesn't find those scraps, we always have some sort of like a entertainment, uh, like playing uh, Luda, you know, I don't know if the, a, a lot of people familiar with Luda, like the snake, you know, the snake hits and, and like little hand games and stuff like that. And we would she would just kind of open it. Oops. She would just kind of open it and, you know, just have it start to play and we will all play together. And that kind of made us forget the hunger or the struggle, but it was really just a, a little memory of it. But that's the one thing that I always hold into when I am having toughest time going through, you know, the hardest part of prep prepping is when you get ready for the competition which is pretty much the diet for me you know uh the training uh i love that part you know uh you have you you have to make me not train uh as far as eating though that's something that i've definitely um struggle with and when i'm going through those tough times i just remember those days where we had no food and i i was happy and I had no problem. So it kind of reinforced me to stick to my diet and keep pushing through. So that's, that's one of the stories that I'm not afraid of poverty. I'm not afraid of hunger because I lived through it. And that was some of the happiest times. So when dieting gets tough for me during my competition prep, that's what I think about. And that's what pushes me forward. Yeah, that's really incredible. Uh, it's 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 amazing where people come from, you know. And here in Seattle, when when you look at how people waste food, uh, you know, sometimes it 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 drives you nuts. Actually, even me myself, sometimes I know that I'm wasting, you know. Yeah, but I also yeah. know where I came from, uh, and I you know I just got so moved by your story of how you had to go to neighbors to ask for leftovers and sometime they didn't have any and um, was this in Juba or was the, where in South Sudan was this? That was in Juba. Yes, oh, that was in Juba. wow, yes. wow. <laughs> yes, and yes, what yes. year was this? Uh, do, do, can you remember? I, I cannot remember the exact year. And yeah. I, I, was, I didn't have the conversation with my mom, but I wanted to get more details on that. But um, I think I, I want to say I was maybe between eight to ten around that that age. Right. Um. Right. When when that happened. Right. Yeah. 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 It's incredible. It's incredible, and I just want to thank you for 
living through that and for being who you are now and and not not taking those years as a pity but using them as inspiration you know using them as inspiration uh, to prepare for your competition you know that's really amazing you know um Absolutely. now uh, for those who are just joining us my guest is Gloria Andrea who is an amazing award winning athlete originally from South Sudan but Gloria lives here in Seattle Washington where I am as well and we've talked about so many incredible things we've also shared the three nuggets of wisdom and right now we are learning a little more about Gloria's story now Gloria can you just go deeper into uh the kind of uh sports that you do you know you are a bodybuilder a bikini uh bodybuilder uh, i want you to just talk about why this is the path that you chose uh and then you know share with us how, a little more about what it really is like you know wh- what are the challenges but also what are some of the most glorious moments because i've seen you uh you know winning several awards actually so i want you to talk about that and then uh you know i am also in my late 30s you know and so i want you to talk about the value of staying fit as you are aging you know uh because that is also an award in itself so yeah. carry on yes well thank you for that question um uh, it always amazes me how i stumbled up on this and you know turning it into my you know turn it into my passion and now it's like a dream to be like top competitors in the world um but a little bit about my fitness journey i you know believe it or not i used the word fitness and hate in the same sentence at one point in my life you know i was totally against it and part of it is because i didn't understand fitness um i was actually introduced to fitness at my early teen age when i was uh, dating this uh this guy that was in college and i was new in africa and um i mean in america and you know i it's it was college things you know saying fit and stuff like that and i didn't understand it so it it kind of turned me off because he would do like this boot camp routine and here i am an athletic person that can barely run a mile and you want me doing this drills that totally shut me down and i abandoned fitness for years up until my early 30s that's when i started to reflect you know i was doing a lot of soul searching and i've chosen a couple of paths that paths that I was not proud of and I kind of you know started to see um you know YouTube's and Instagram people using fitness as a therapy and all of that I was like oh maybe all I need to do is lose 10 pounds that's the lie I told myself so I was like okay let's start going to the gym and lose the 10 pounds and as i started going to the gym i realized i got bigger fish to fry i was completely out of shape i could barely do a mile on a treadmill and that's where the epiphany started to happen i broke down a couple of times in the treadmill just crying because of you know a lot of it is just 
what, what's the word I want to use? It was disappointment. I was disappointed at myself for letting myself go and allowing myself <clears throat> to waste all my precious 20s, you know, getting unhealthy and focusing on the wrong things. So my shifts change and uh, that, that, that epiphany that I really had that changed me was admitting that I was weak, you know? Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's uh, such kind of, that's courageous, you know, Uh, what you had to do uh, took a lot of courage and, um, and, and I think many people don't accept that kind of responsibility, you know, because once you take responsibility, then you take action, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it would ha- this would happen. Sorry, I didn't bring a tissue or anything. So here I am. <laughs> so I took the accountability that I was weak and what I needed was not to lose 10 pounds, but what I needed was mental and physical strength. And that's how it started. <laughs> so I started to train for mental and physical strength and then the weight just came off to a point where I wasn't paying attention to it. And my family had to tell me like, Hey, you're, you're going to the other end now, you know, you're becoming too skinny. And let me mind you, I, I didn't understand fitness. I didn't understand nutrition and I had pretty much no guidance. Uh, at that time, one of my good friends, she was a runner. So she always encouraged me to to become runner, you know, and she I think she was recruiting a running partner too. So she thought I, I would be the one. But um, although I was doing running, uh, that's kind of how I started to build the strength and the endurance I needed to, you know, get to this stage of my life. But I quickly realized I didn't really love running, and what I loved was strength training. And one of my dear friends introduced me into. Um, well, one of my dear friends, uh, introduced me to a a supplement store, a local supplement store. And one of her friends at the time was working at the supplement store and she had a, she was a, she is a a bikini competitor as well. So she had a show coming up and, you know, they were kind of like complimenting me with, you know, how far I've made it through my journey and I'm like, Oh, you should compete. You know, you have the physique, you have the look and you know, here I am still just doubting everything. Like what me? No, never. I could never, you know, and she's like, well, come watch my show and see how, you know, how you feel. So I was like, okay, let's go. So we go to Vancouver, watch the show and it just like opened up a whole new horizon for me and I was just like wow you know like this is so this is so empowering you know watching uh not just the ladies category but also you know the gentlemen's you know um you know and let me let me just go back real quick bodybuilding was something that we talked down on in my community for 
for years, you know, and I, I was always like against it and just didn't understand anything I didn't understand. I was against that, like everybody, right? So here I am in just seconds, my whole mind has changed about bodybuilding and I'm just like starstruck, you know, and I was like, oh, this is cool. So uh, I was into, I met someone, uh, a friend during that time, and he was also uh, obviously a competitor and, you know, we became really good friends and I pretty much stuck to him like a glue, like teach me, you know, and, you know, we would, I would ask him for a session at the gym. He would help me at the gym, making sure um, I understand how to properly train the muscles and understand the concept of it and the techniques the you know the cues you know just like anything to do it well you kind of have to have the foundation down so we kind of started from the foundation building the strength and he just kept helping me and i was hungry to just keep learning so that's how it came about and then um people would tell me oh when are you competing and i'm just like no i'm not you know because part of it is when when I was going through the training, what one thing that I promised myself is that I would never get on the stage uh, unprepared or half half ready, right? So I didn't want to half ass it, for lack of a better word, and I wanted to go. I wanted to go in and do some damages, right? So my first show was a small local show down here in. Um, where was Iron Man? Iron Man was Levin, uh, not Leavenworth. What was it? Oh, I forgot the, the place, but Shelton. It's, it's not too far from here. Uh, that was 2021. And I went in um, as a bikini competitor and I did so well. I entered in three different divisions, which is like open, true novice, which is someone that never competed before. I, I got first place on that category. I did an open, I got first place on that. And then I did masters. Masters are 35 and older. I also got first place on that. So I did that and I did overall. So I pretty much won the whole show, uh, which was so empowering for me and just kind of reinforced, reinforced Force what I had already believed in my heart that I got it, you know, um, and that was pretty much, you know, the beginning of that for me. Uh, 2022, last year, I didn't really have a good competition year. Uh, there had been a lot of um, changes in the other aspects of my life. So career-wise, um, uh, before coaching, I did... <clears throat> administration uh administration work for a dental office and i did that for a year so the culture the work life culture balance just didn't match my lifestyle and um that kind of started to affect affect that for me and my career ended was in that 2021 actually as i was going through as, as i was going through the prep and I've kind of decided to just not go back because, like I say, just not matching what my dreams and hopes is, right? Um, although I am making good income from it, it's just not worth the, the, I guess, the stress that it was bringing and adding into my plate. Uh, so I stopped doing that and just sorely focusing on, on fitness. 
And that's when I started my coaching company last year. So my coaching company, I started it for women like myself and even men. I'm, I help men as well. Uh, people that I call it, I call myself late bloomer, late bloomer. It's people that didn't really have or don't have athleticism background. So I started pretty late. Again, uh, my coordination and things like that are not the best, you know, but uh, I understand the mechanical and the techniques of bodybuilding, and that is why I created the coaching company. Um, I see a lot of people at the gym struggle with their forms and techniques, and it just breaks my heart. And I, I wanted to create something for individuals that are, you know, professional or just maybe wanted to pursue um career and bodybuilding as well and teach them how to properly you know engage the muscle and learn how to uh, utilize nutrition and um, pretty much weights and how to build lean muscle mass that's ultimately the end goal is building muscle and there's also a backstory to that why it's important to me but yeah Beautiful. Sorry, I know that was kind of a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I asked you a lot of questions and uh, you answered it perfectly. I want to welcome everyone who is joining us on YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is our first show of 2023 and also our first show in about a month. So uh, thank you to everyone also who is listening in on Clubhouse. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the channel on YouTube, please do so give this video a thumbs up and also comment. Let us know what you think about my conversation with Gloria Andrea, who is a South Sudanese living here in Seattle and is an award-winning athlete and just sharing with us her story and really, really inspiring us today. I want to give space to just two people who are on stage to also share their perspectives just briefly before we begin wrapping up our show today. So I'll bring on Stella, who is, uh, you know, part of my team. Stella, briefly share with us where you are joining us from and what your thoughts are in regards to today's proverb or uh, glorious story. Thank you so much. Hello, Simon. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year 2023. Um, I'm so excited to be here today. Uh, we took a break and uh, I really missed this show. Um, I really appreciate what Gloria has been talking about on fitness, nutrition and everything. I really love your story, Gloria. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Uh, moving on, on to today's proverb, which talks about uh, your child's questions. Look at a child to see his questions before he asks them. Uh, this proverb, it reminds me a lot of my childhood growing up because uh, most of the time when uh, you had done something wrong, and something cheeky that we loved doing was leaking sugar. <laughs> and so uh, sometimes you'd be caught unawares and uh, you are trying to deny that you are not leaking sugar yet. There was a lot of evidence all over. It could show in your eyes. And uh, 
my mom she just knew it even without asking like she would just tell you you are leaking sugar while you thought that you had hidden all the evidence <laughs> yeah so uh i think our parents know us so well and sometimes even when you're an adult they tell you some of the things you used to do as a child and you try to relate with some of the things you've done as an adult and you realize that they know you so well and i think uh, when this proverb was being designed or created or something uh these ancestors had mastered the art of learning their children and their great grandchildren and everyone in their generation so it's a beautiful one and uh, it really reminds me a lot of my childhood thank you you're most welcome uh stella now i'll come back to you gloria in a moment so that you can share with us just your your you'll wrap up what stella and brother arth are going to say so brother arth go ahead and share with us also where you are joining us from and your perspective on the proverb as well as a comment if you have one in regards to gloria's story peace and love family brother arth you know greetings so glad to be back in the village of monster family uh sharing the uh, knowledge of the ancestors and sucking up some of this good uh positive vibrations. And as far as the conversation is concerned, um I think it's you know very power powerful and inspiring. You know how her whole story uh showed when she took accountability for her life or accountability for her actions, she was able to change her whole life around. You know what I mean? And as just to show anybody, you know, uh when you set something in your heart and you go for it, you know what I mean? It's up to you to achieve it. And I, you know, keep up the good work what she what she's doing. And as far as the uh proverb goes, look at your children to see his questions before he asks them. And what it made me automatically think about it in uh Morris Holy Quran this one of the chapters called holy uh, instructions for our children and i'm going to read a little bit of it uh, it says consider that art apparent the importance of thy trust the thing thou hast produced it is thy duty to support it said upon thee also depends whether the, the child of thy bosom be a blessing or a curse to thyself a useful or a worthless member to the community prepare him early with instructions season his mind with the maximum of truth and in here this is where it reminds me of proverb it says watch the bend of his inclinations set him right in his youth let no evil habits gain strength with his years and um what that what being a parent also and how our child that all together is you know I'm I'm constantly asking my daughter questions like you said you know to see where her understanding is see where she's lacking and see where you know what her preference is and when I see or find that she's preferring things that's uh going to bring her uh negativity or it's not going to be beneficial to her in the long run I try to let her know that 
you know, don't you don't want to put too much time and energy in that direction. And then whenever I see her putting her time and energy towards something that's gonna be positive or benefit her in the long run, I try to, you know, guide her or boost her or uh uplift her and whatever she's doing. But you know, like you said, is you have to be constantly watching and, you know, uh asking them to get an understanding where they're coming from. And I'm gonna pause my playing right there. Brother, peace and love, peace and love to you, brother. Uh, thank you very much for your contribution and uh, for joining us. You know, uh, for this first edition of the show. Uh, for those who are joining us on YouTube, thank you so much. Uh, again, make sure you like, comment, and share this video. It goes a long way. Uh, I want to bring back Gloria, who is my special guest today, so that Gloria can. Just recap everything that Stella and uh, Brother Earth shared with us. And then Gloria, after that, tell us how we can support you, how we can stay connected with you. And uh, I'm just so proud of you. Um, thank you so much. And um, I mean, both of their um, their opinion in this matter, I think it, it definitely just nailed the coffin in the head, for better say, <laughs> you know, Americans say. Um, I think you even mentioned this earlier, I think even with adults, and it's not just children, it's just to be mindful of creating that safe space and, you know, allowing people to express themselves. And that's actually something that, you know, I'm really working hard on, uh, especially as a, also a new coach, you know, as an athlete, I, I also started my coaching business to, to help those at their early stage to you know, better help them understand nutrition and fitness and how, you know, how they go hand to hand and, you know, how important it is to do both at the same time. Uh, but um, I think as long as we continue to create those safe space uh, for our communities, our friends, our lovers, our children, I think we're we'll be in a way better better space to share and to you know uh, progress in in this world and I think that's all what we want to do is just progress you know uh, and be better for ourselves our communities and our families and as long as we support each other uh, while we're trying to do that things will work out just fine so my services is here to support. <clears throat> Again, um, so uh, feel free to reach me, um, you know, my Instagram handle, which is uh, glow then glorious now. Um, and I'm sure Brother Simon will will post that, add that somewhere there. Uh, or you can feel free to email me uh, also at uh, coaching at fitbyglow.com. Um, but I think, uh, it's time that everyone start to prioritize their health uh, prior to anything else. Because just remember, if you're not healthy and you're not well, um, you're not going to be in shape to take care of your loved ones, take care of your community, and take care, most importantly, yourself. So uh, prioritize the right things. Um, you know, Six-figure case, great, but trust me, that won't get you too far if you don't have your health with you. I've been there, done that. So just think about that. Um, 
it's important to build uh, generation wealth, but it's more important to build generation health. So let's let's start that movement and let's keep going with that. I love that. I love that. That's the best way to really begin the year. So uh, thank you, Gloria, for being so wonderful and uh, for following your dreams, you know. And I'll definitely be reaching out to you because I know people that uh, would be great uh, clients of yours. And uh, I can't wait to host you again so that we can continue promoting the wonderful work that you're doing. Uh, and to everyone who is watching right now, thank you again for taking your time uh, on the very, very first weekday of the year, you know, for joining us. We will be here until Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, and if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do so. If you haven't liked and commented on the video, please do so as well. And also on Clubhouse, those who are listening in, Kesiwa, Roki, Lavender, Brother Earth and Stella, thank you so much. Uh, remember to invite your friends and family uh, and let people know that we are back. The show is back now and we are going to be working even harder than before. There are resources in the description to this video that I want you to check out. There are so many uh, things that people always, in the last few years, people have been asking, how are you producing the show? What program are you using? Uh, how are you editing the show? All those resources are in the description to this video, and you should take advantage of them now. With that, uh, thank you again, Gloria. Uh, you know, and I, I can't wait to see how you continue transforming other people's lives. This is the end of our show for today. I'm incredibly grateful. Do you have any last words? Well, I just want to truly thank you from the bottom of my heart, you know, for giving me the opportunity to come to your platform. Um, and I think I, I'm always, always inspired by you as well. You know, um, I think it's great what you're doing for the community, uh, sharing, you know, the important wisdom words that we sometimes forget. Some of the best say, it, you know, it's it started from our African farmers and uh, ever since you started to, um, I started following you, I started to kind of look into that a little bit more and it just brought up, it brings up a lot of like, you know, uh, light bulb moments for me, like, oh, oh, like, you know, things that reminds me of my childhood. So keep doing that as well and keep inspiring and keep bringing, you know, newcomers like myself and, you know, uh, just creating the safe space for us. So thank you for that. <laughs> Fantastic. You're welcome, Gloria. I'm, I'm deeply grateful. Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. And uh, let's talk. Let's talk sometime. Let's grab, uh, you know, let's grab a cup of coffee or a meal in the coming week so that we can strategize together. Thank you so much. I love that. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. You guys have a wonderful day. And remember, health is wealth. I love that. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. African father in America. Tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. Tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. African tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. America. Tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo, live from Seattle, Washington, USA.